Attention, this is not legal advice. If you are experiencing a legal emergency, contact an attorney or your local public defender's office. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of Gin and Justice. justice hey i'm justine and i'm amanda welcome to gin and justice gavel gang (laughs) (laughs) guys it is the almost the end of 2023 and uh with the new year always brings new things chapters close new ones open uh we learn things about ourselves you know, that is the nice thing as uh, we are going into the Yule season, just figuring mm-hmm. out um, what we have learned this year, what we, you know, set our intentions for next year. And that's always a really fun thing that um, we always do. We celebrate Yule and, you know, all of that, all of mm-hmm. that fun stuff. So with that, we have an announcement for Gin and Justice. It's, it's bittersweet. It is. It doesn't come easily. We have put so much time and energy and effort into this podcast, and we have met so many incredible people and have learned about so many incredible organizations that, you know, will always have an impact on us. And I'm sure you can see where I'm going, by the way, I'm speaking, I'm like foreshadowing. (laughs) We you know, obviously are humans too. And Mm -hmm. we also have full-time careers Mm -hmm. and we at Gin and Justice, uh, Amanda and I thought that it would probably be a good time for a break for us. Yes. From the podcast. Life be life and pretty hard. And yeah, you know, like space is important, mental health is important, taking care of ourselves, our needs, you know, going for the things that we need in life are really important. You know, not that this podcast isn't. um, No, it definitely is part of it. Yeah. Like this podcast has changed, you know, my life in so many ways. Definitely. You know, I kind of came in with like a real narrow focus on what I thought the criminal justice issues were. And it just has expanded every single time we release an episode. There's so many issues that we didn't even know were issues or could be issues. Yeah. And, um, you know, the best part of this journey so far has been all of the incredible people that we've met. Um, We've gone to, you know, conferences. We went to PodFest. We went to the Tampa Bay Criminal Justice Reform Summit, Um, like just events and networking and just really meeting a bunch of really cool people. Networking with incredible people. Yeah. There is not a single episode that we have released where I have not been impacted by the person that we spoke to. And uh, they've just all been really impactful people. And this decision for us doesn't come easy. We know there's more stories to share. We know that there are more issues to cover. Mm -hmm. We know that we are few and far between it with podcasts that cover these types of issues. You know, we know we're kind of rooting for the underdog type of scenario. Mm -hmm. 
So we hope it's not a long break. We honestly don't know at this point in time um, how long it's going to be, but uh, we will be continuing to have the current episodes that we already have out Mm -hmm. um, stay out so you can still catch up and listen to old episodes and And revisit issues. Yes. So, and we will still be here. You can still, you know, uh, reach out to us. We will not be, we have not been that active on both social media and as well as yeah, emails, which we acknowledge. Yeah. It's just a lot. There's so many people that reach out to us and we would love to get to all of them. And it is, and I will say, at least for the emails, I know that I try not to open them until I'm at a point where I can respond. And I feel so awful because people are reaching out to us with real issues. People want to be on the show. Yeah, and we've missed opportunities because I've missed messages also. Yeah. yeah. Like, we could have been part of John Huffington's birthday video. Yeah. And we missed that opportunity, and that sucks. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we that's not where we want to be as a show. We want to no. be, you know, communicative and active and engaging with you in real time, not, you know, months down the line. And that's not what we set out to be when we started this. And when we started this, it was um, a pandemic, and there was a lot more time <laughs> to be sitting around on Zoom talking to your friend. just saying yeah so that kind of those things are kind of they all played into our decision that we are letting you guys know of today and you know we thought the timing was good you know coming to the end of 2023 this will be our 145th episode and we you know i'm really really proud of every single one of them me too yeah And we love you guys, our listeners, really made us continue like this far. At times Mm -hmm. when it just wasn't feasible, we still pushed through because we didn't want to disappoint you guys. Right. Um, To see our numbers every week of the people and all of the countries that listen. Mm -hmm. I mean, country, there are some countries that I've never even heard of that (laughs) listened. And it was like, oh, okay. And, you know, it was cool to learn about where the location of those countries were. So that was really cool. And I would have never suspected we would have listeners in Australia, Germany, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Czechoslovakia, India, like China. um, Yeah, France. Mm -hmm. Like we would have never thought that we would have made a global within our first year. Yeah. And so that was just really cool. And we really, really love our gavel gang listeners. And mm-hmm. we appreciate you guys more than you know. The fact that we are not as active as engaged, I think, is when we started is like a huge factor because we don't yeah. want to disappoint you guys. I don't want to half ass this. Right. And I can't devote a whole ass to it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have to devote a whole ass to me at the moment. <laughs> So anyways, I know that it's bittersweet, but I know that you, Amanda, had an article you wanted to share with me. So I'm really excited to hear about it. Yes. And don't worry, we'll be back eventually. Yes. We just don't know when that is. Because articles like this one keep coming out and I'm like, people don't know and they need to know. So I know that we've talked about Alabama being terrible before from imprisoning pregnant women to botched executions. Oh, to the gas chambers. To the gas chambers. That's where we're going. Oh, no, not the gas chamber. 
on December 12th, NPR released an investigation piece by, I'm going to fuck up this name. I want to say Sierra, Sierra Eisner. I hope that's right. But the headline is, Alabama's upcoming gas execution could harm witnesses and violate religious liberties. I don't know if you recall, we talked about him on the show before, the botched execution of Keith Eugene Smith, where they repeatedly poked him with needles for hours while he was like crying out in pain. Yes. Um, And eventually had to stop because they couldn't kill him. Within the death warrant time. Right. Right. Yeah. So... He obviously doesn't want to do that method again. And the only two other options are the electric chair, which that's terrifying. And um, the gas chamber, basically. Wow. Nitrogen hypoxia. Wow. The options that are just available here. So he he picked the gas, which I mean, I would too, probably. If I had to pick one of the three and you already botched one of those. And my choices were between gas maybe putting me to sleep and killing me or electric maybe killing me. (laughs) I don't know. I can't imagine having to make a decision like that. I imagine it's very traumatizing. But they plan to try again on January 25th. Mm. The process of nitrogen hypoxia, it's untested. His spiritual advisor, Dr. Hood, Reverend Dr. Jeff Hood, They made him sign a legal document. It was an acknowledgement form saying that he would stand at least three feet away from Mr. Smith during the execution, which he believes violates their religious liberties because they should be allowed to like anoint them or whatever with oils and stuff and like touch them. So when um, Reverend Dr. Hood first got in touch with Mr. Smith, The first thing he said to him was, are you prepared to die to be my spiritual advisor? And then that's when they had him sign the document, which said that it was possible, although highly unlikely, that the hose supplying the gas to Smith's mask could detach in an area of free-flowing nitrogen gas could result creating in a small area approximately two feet from the outflow. It was also possible that the nitrogen gas could displace oxygen in the air above Smith's face and head and that there would be gas sensors in the room for a safety precaution. Yeah, they actually built this gas chamber with COVID funds. Remember when we were talking about that? I don't know if it's this article or another one I was reading about it, but this reverend guy said that he's been to exec- like multiple executions this year in different states. And... He said that in other states, the execution room looks like a medical procedure room, but in Alabama, it looks like a torture chamber. Uh, yeah, that's... There's obviously critics of this plan. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> One of them is Dr. Joel Zivit. That's probably pronounced wrong, and I apologize. He said that they could start to hyperventilate because their bodies would detect that there's a low oxygen environment. He's an anesthesiologist and associate professor at Emory <sighs> University School of oh Medicine. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, he said that can lead to severe hyperventilation and lead to a stroke. And he clarified that the pure nitrogen Alabama plans to use in execution is not nitrous oxide, known as laughing gas, which when used in a medical setting can make somebody feel relaxed. Pure nitrogen gas causes death by suffocation. There's no euphoria at all. Which I'm sure some people are completely on board with. 
He also said that the form that the reverend signed, he pointed out that nitrogen is invisible and odorless, which makes it difficult to rule any kind of flow. I wish you guys could see my face right now. This Reverend Hood guy, he's funny. He talks mad shit about Alabama corrections. His quotes I mean, are with good. with a name like that. <laughs> he said, there's no doubt in my mind that Alabama is the most ill-prepared, unprofessional execution squad that exists of all of the states he's seen executions in. But he still That's agreed crazy. to be his spiritual advisor. This guy is like a father of five kids that are under 12 years old. And he mm -hmm. agreed to maybe die to be this guy's spiritual advisor. Oh, boy fucking insane and again i don't know if it was this article or the one i was reading earlier but he was talking about how he believes that they're trying to take away the process and have complete control they think that if they scare the the spiritual advisors out of the room they could do whatever they want basically that's not a direct quote because i couldn't find it but <laughs> yeah so npr also did an interview with mr smith out at the correction facility and he said that he thinks the workers in Alabama who tried to put him to death last year were were competent. I think he meant incompetent, though. So then he says, they were just sticking me over and over again in the same hole like a freaking sewing machine. And I was absolutely alone in a room full of people. And not one of them tried to help me at all. I was crying out for help. Yeah, so maybe he did mean competent and that they were doing it on purpose. Yeah, I think that is what he meant. You're right. Mm -hmm. um, and then he said... He believes Hood could be at risk if they try to kill him with the gas. And he said it worries him. But anyway, it goes on. And then I'm going to put both of the articles because they both had some pretty good quotes. Uh, but they were talking about in the other article about how the U.S. uses this gas on poultry, but they won't even use it on other mammals because of the reactions that they have. So if mammals can't be put to death with it the kind that we eat well not not me and you but other people um <laughs> <laughs> like why would they think that it would work on a person well not only that but just like the odd timing of the use of a gas chamber i know like everybody's all you know don't be anti-semitic don't be anti-semitic but here we are using gas chambers oh i did want to say this part real quick the Dr. Zivit or whatever, I'm pronouncing it wrong. The anesthesiologist guy. Yeah. He's conducted autopsies on death row prisoners executed by lethal injection. And he was talking about how that is also not humane. And it's not backed by any science that it's humane. He said in 80% of prisoners, their lungs fill with, with a bloody, frothy fluid. And then they say this is akin to falling asleep, but it doesn't hold up. It's actually more like drowning. Yeah, I'm just going to put both of these in the show notes because they're, they're both really long and they're both really good. Um, but holy shit. Yeah. Oh, and Governor Ivy. I know. She just needs to. What's with these old people that need to fucking I know. retire? She was put a pause on the execution for a while pending an internal investigation by the Alabama Department of Corrections. Yeah, because of that, that botched execution of that guy. But like... Why would you have the same people investigating their oh, own work? Because, you know, that's um, and one of these articles compared it to like places like Tennessee that's seen botched executions and got independent investigators in on it hmm. to like actually get some answers. I wonder how much uh, someone gets paid for executing somebody just out of curiosity. Is it like a high paying job, low paying job? 
I imagine it's just random regular old COs. Yeah. Like, well, I remember early on we read about, um, maybe it was in Florida, how they would bring in a doctor to do the lethal injection and they had like a purple like robe and hood on mm-hmm. so nobody could recognize them and their identity was protected mm-hmm. so i don't know who knows very interesting not interesting uh what is interesting though is when i was in the shower this morning i was listening to this other podcast i listened to that has nothing to do with the criminal justice system <laughs> but they cover actually i'll just give them a shout out just because uh, i've been listening to a lot of them lately it is the Witches, Magic, Murder, and Mystery podcast. I was going to say, is it the witchy one that you listen to? Yeah, so there's actually a couple uh, that I listen to, but this is one I've been listening to. I started listening to it pretty recently uh, with Kara and Megan. So shout out Witches, Magic, Murder, and Mystery show. And each episode, they cover one of those things, something witchy or Mm -hmm. a mystery or a murder or uh, something magical. So they actually did a story about a kid who basically went on a vacation he was a united states citizen and he was like 21 and he went on an ill-advised kind of weird tour vacation uh to north korea ultimately he was arrested before he left the country like as he was about to leave the country for allegedly stealing like a banner off of a fence i didn't know you could go to north korea well, so it was through this weird, yeah. So they were they covered actually a lot of this portion. Uh, it's their newest episode. If anybody wants to check it out, but you're not supposed to. You cannot get a passport or a visa to go to North Korea. But what happens is, if you do go there, you have to stop at this place, and they take your passport and they give you like basically a tourist oh, like passport a pass. or whatever. Like a and pass uh, you're allowed then in when you get this. there. They confiscate your phone. They confiscate, like, anything to, like, communicate with the outside world, essentially. Sounds right. So, anyways, they were talking. What was interesting about this is they were talking about survivors from North Korean prisons. And they were super appalled by some of the things that were going on in there that they were calling torture. Um, And what's really interesting is the United States does a lot of the same things. Not the same thing as North Korea. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm not putting out there that we are the same as North Korea. <laughs> However, they were appalled by like the isolation. The mm-hmm. uh, One of the things they were most appalled about was that people would be interrogated for up to 15 hours at a time. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that happens like all the time here. So, um, yeah. So yeah, like things does. that people find appalling, I really don't think they know happen here. Yeah. I know that like. A lot of countries won't extradite people here because of our prison systems. Yes. There's a guy so. who is wanted on either like secondary murder or manslaughter, murder, something along those lines in Texas. And I remember covering this on the show, um, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago. And he was in maybe Ireland or Scotland and they refused to extradite him to Texas where he was wanted because the prisons or the jails in Texas like don't meet the human rights qualifications just based on the size of the cell. Yeah. And I think I saw somewhere that the UN like has stuff about the U S prison systems being. Oh yeah. Like solitary confinement and all of that. Like a lot of the techniques we use. Mm -hmm. So I will say 
uh, since you and I have started the show, we have seen a lot of positive changes in laws, um, in a movement towards, you know, abolition, towards um, getting rid of things that are absolutely ludicrous. We've also seen a lot of backwards movement. Yeah. Uh, Florida, for example, has had like several executions this year. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, people are, you know, like a lot of places in the world and in this country are seeing a lot of backwards movement when it comes to, you know, quote unquote progressive issues or whatever is labeled at the time. So, yeah, it's hard, um, which is why, you know, this podcast is hard because it's uh, we talk about really deep dark you know we can make emotional out of it yeah like we can make humor out of it because that's you know perhaps our coping techniques but Mm -hmm. you know we are surrounded by it you know in not only work but also just in doing the research for the show and in the people we encounter and the people we meet it's almost 24 7 (laughs) yeah what if my eyes are open i'm being exposed to it usually yeah So it's sad for us to say goodbye, but like I said, our episodes will still be up. Those will still be running so you can still share them and listen to them and, you know, go over them or go back to them, whatever it is you want to do with them, Um, but they'll still be there. And we physically are still here. Yes. You can still reach out to us. We still have the same contact info. And when I read appalling articles, I will post them on our social media so that you can read them too. (laughs) Because I, I do feel like idea. that's important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I probably will be deleting X, formerly known as Twitter, because I have been reading that apparently it's going to turn into a dating site, which is unfortunate because uh, I've met a lot of really incredible people through that. Holy oh, Elon. So, yeah. So um, job. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Amanda controls all of the social media besides X. Uh, I picked that one up. And it was you probably know that I'm not great at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if we'll still keep our, eh, maybe we'll still keep our page up. Anyways, feel free to contact us, email us, and we will respond at some point. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to us and caring about the same issues as mm-hmm. us. And it really is you guys that are keeping us going. And even though we are not doing episodes or any of that, that does not mean our care for the criminal justice reform world is going anywhere. Uh, We are actually just putting more focus into the actual real world input that we can be doing right now. And uh, we are leaving it to you guys and passing the gavel for you guys to continue to share on these issues that we talk about in this show and Um, lead that front for us and we will rejoin you at some point yes yes we'll be back for sure yes all right guys we will not see you next week on gin and justice but we are still here and we are so thankful for you guys and we will see you next time whenever that is gang gang All editing for Gin and Justice done by Gin and Justice Podcast. Artwork by Justin Cardone. Photography by Kimber Schwakey. We'll see you next time on Gin and Justice.